0: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: oh look at this they've locked themselves in the luxury box
2: Hello everybody, welcome to Rewind a Dynamite. I'm John Pollock alongside Wei Ting, a special edition of the show. At the end of the show, we have something very special. That's right. We are going to be going through the many submissions for our Rewind a Dynamite theme song contest. Never again will you tune in to Rewind a Dynamite without a musical number to bring us in. And we are going to hear just how talented some of our listeners are. Or untalented one of the two either way entertaining for us a lot of submissions up at forum.postwrestling.com
0: so we thank you uh, everybody who entered in advance and uh look forward to that at the end of the show
2: yes so much uh to get to on this show i think a lot of the news we're we're gonna tackle on the cafe hangout tomorrow as will as will our review of joker coming up on thursday the elusive review that we teased on monday and completely uh, forgot. I forgot to explain to people that we were going to get to the Joker review television time remaining. And we just <laughs> we ran out of time at the end. We didn't we didn't have time. So it'll be uh on uh it won't be a dark match, but it will go live <laughs> Thursday. We will get to Joker. So looking forward to that on Thursday. But Thursday, it truly is time permitting as well, isn't it? no it's not thursday oh not this thursday. thursday we can do an overrun if we have to gotcha yeah okay. i have a i don't have a hard out on thursday so oh, we'll go five we, hours yeah yeah, lots of flexibility on thursday um few notes here before we get into things way we have known each other when did we meet what year did we meet in man
0: at this point i, I have to say t- 2003 probably it, it
2: I, I don't think we met that early, did we? Well, I mean, we would have met first year in university. I don't think we met first year. We were we were physically in the same year. I don't remember meeting you okay, in first may, year. Okay, maybe second year then. So it's been a long time. But last uh, night, Wayne and I went on a double date. <laughs> Something we have never done before. We certainly have not, no. How fun was that? That was a lot I had fun. a great time. I
0: had a great time, yeah. We went to a whiskey tasting, courtesy of a friend of ours, Brian, from Glenmoraine. Did I say... You name? Glen Glenmorangie. Glen Glenmorangie. Yeah, we had
2: a whiskey tasting. This was like... learn all about casks. Yeah, he did... So you go and you get like the samplers and then all of this information about the history of whiskey, which I found pretty enlightening, to be honest. And the food was good. I enjoyed... I had haggis for the first time. I got haggis fritters. It was a Scottish bar, a very heavy Scottish bar. Uh-huh. So uh what i tried the haggis fritters were tremendous they were very good yeah i had. The, how was your like authentic haggis i had the haggis with like i think it was
0: like mashed um turnip or something like that okay i mean it tasted like shepherd's pie you know all right and that's really it that, that's my report of haggis um it was good i i don't know if it's like something i'll have to go back and get
2: anytime soon but i'm glad i tried it of the four whiskeys that you tried um which one did you enjoy the most (laughs) i think the alta the
0: alta that was the fourth it was it was probably the strongest one but the most explosive one the
2: fourth yeah the alta was like lighter fluid it was like dynamite yeah if i had breathed and had a lighter the place would have gone up it It, was intense i i understand the appeal i do too i really enjoyed going and uh I enjoy whiskey every now and then, but oh, this, I don't at this all. This just felt so much more uh, professional.
0: I, I, I'm not the type to, like I don't have a bar at my at my home. Like I don't really keep liquor at my house,
2: but I can see people why somebody would. I went through a phase where I'd like I, I was looking up like different drinks to mix and really getting into that kind of thing. Yeah, trying to be a little cultured when I want to drink, and, and? whiskey is a, a great go to. I still have my JRU ink bourbon, which. I will bring out for special occasions. I want to save that because if I want more, I've got to travel. i got to go to another country for it. That, like, um, it's really good bourbon, too.
0: Proper 21, is that whiskey? What is yes, that?
2: that's whiskey. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know how much uh, Conor McGregor is uh, getting supported right now, though. Yeah, probably not. Controversial figure. Hmm. Well, uh, that was our night on Tuesday, though, which we have dubbed our new Friday night. Tuesdays are great. Isn't yes, it? Maybe we can go see a movie next week. Yeah, perhaps. This is uh it's our new night off. Yeah. So uh lots of fun though. But um few notes here just to quickly go over the, the raw number from Monday. Uh they did two million, three hundred and forty two thousand viewers. They were actually up slightly from last week. More so the big story Monday night football, uh it was a blowout with the Patriots and the Jets, and they were down about 18%, so I think that definitely helped, and they also didn't have uh, baseball to contend with on Monday night, so I think Raw was definitely a benefactor of that, but nonetheless, like we went over Monday, Monday show was a big show about just trying to get new stars up and running, and sometimes you have to ignore these numbers, and the fact that they uh, maintained their range of the last month, this was their second this, this was our second best number since Monday Night Football came back, not by a wide margin. But nonetheless, the fact they maintained for a building kind of show that didn't have a whole lot going into it, I think you take that as a minor positive. I would say so. But do you think the the story coming out of this is that football didn't damage us or or was it that Raw was a good show? I think it's more football. I think football I think so. is, um, had more to do with it. Um. But they were also higher than other football numbers that were more along this range too, so i mean it's it's very little, but football being down was a big factor to all of this, so at the very least, I think it tells you that you
0: know any risk of them not going ahead with this this type of you know trying new things, pushing
2: new stars isn't necessarily going to end in week in week two. no, it's going to come down to the company. You know, if there's going to be that panic after three weeks of no one's over, just throw everything to the wayside. And th- this ultimately takes patience. And uh, what else do we have here? We have the official announcement of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport that's been added to The Collective for WrestleMania weekend. No surprise that they're going to do that show. But building it around, uh, I think the tagline is, by knockout or submission. So we'll see what they have cooked up for... Knockout
0: or submission, so no rough stoppage. That's uh, the difference.
2: I mean, that's what the, oh, the that's poster said. that's Knockout, too. Yeah. They typically do, it. Like, it sounds like it's the same rules. Yeah. Just going yeah. with a catchy tag tagline. No match yet, of course. But, yeah, I think it's... Uh, of the concept shows, this is the one, I think, with the most appeal now.
0: Well, I think Spring Break is
2: still uh, up there, but depends if they do it again. Yeah. I guess year. I don't look at that one as much, but you're right. Yeah. And for GCW. That yeah. whole GCW collective, I think a lot of people... They, they just base their weekend around uh, those kinds of shows. I mean, shows. you look at the current AEW roster and much
0: of it comes from the at least the spring break set of shows, right. in my opinion.
2: Uh, next week's Impact, they're going to tape this week in Windsor, Ontario. And then next Tuesday's debut on Access will feature a rematch from Bound for Glory, Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan in a steel cage match for the title, despite Cage winning clean on Sunday. A match between Josh Alexander and Naomichi Marafuji. That I, I think could be really great. And then Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards. So that's what they're promoting, as well as the future of Ken Shamrock in impact wrestling. Okay. Maybe cool. his future when it comes to dives as well will be addressed. Maybe he's gonna retire the dives but continue the career. I mean that
0: that seems to tell you that, that Shamrock's gonna have a second program. I think so. Yeah. Who do you
2: think? Um I'm trying to think who who could uh make sense with him. Um I don't know. There's, there's no one on the, like, there's no one I'm screaming for. (laughs) Oh man, this is, this is where, what I want to see with Ken Shamrock at 55 doing. I mean, he worked very hard in that match as much of a train wreck as it became. Um, I, I don't, I don't like the idea of him being a regular character. I think you book him like you do Goldberg in WWE. He comes in. For... Squashes guys? No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of how often they use him. Oh, okay. Goldberg's not there every week. He's going right. to come in for maybe two matches a year. Uh, Ken, I think, should disappear and then come back at a time when you want to really highlight a young upstart heel. Mm-hmm. And Ken can be utilized in, in that kind of a role. But Do you expect any surprises for next week's show? Any, any debuts?
3: Um, I, I
2: could see some possibilities there. I mean, they just debuted Joey Ryan. Um, Ken Shamrock, Joey Ryan. That's what we need. I can't believe we didn't come <laughs> across that that particular pairing. That that could really be something. Um, and I, I assume like Kylie Ray, you would think is in now mm-hmm. with Impact as well. So they did do some introductions at the at the pay per view. New name. You you could throw in some some new ones just for the new era. Maybe bring in some fresh people. Although they they seem to have a good amount of people at the moment that they're trying to get over and they do if they have a plan for them sure um i'm never a fan of just adding people for the sake of it and then it's true but i think on on a brand new show
0: you know essentially this is like kind of their season premiere after bound for glory on a new network i think the the goal would probably be to get people talking about the show right afterwards so we'll
2: see what they do does anyone come to mind that's out there that's available that's Mm -hmm. another question not not immediately no um and the last thing here we'll just uh, quickly touch on. Evil is out for the rest of this Road to Power Struggle tour with a ankle injury. This tour only goes until next Friday. So I don't know if that means he's not going to be part of the Power Struggle event itself. But doesn't sound like the biggest injury. But anyway, that's uh, that's what we've got going on there. Quick plug for the uh, daily updates that occur on the website. John Pollock
0: does a great job. Uh, and then we also have Andrew Thompson now producing uh, these yes. daily updates on Wednesday and Thursday. So postwrestling.com each day. Pretty much every day, you're getting, like, a little, like, you know, newspaper size of, like, wrestling news content, so postwrestling.com, com.
2: Yeah, Andrew's doing a great job with those, so go check out uh, Wednesday's update. Also, uh, a plug for our friends uh, at Fight Network that put out the diary special on Cain Velasquez. I think it's a like a little coup that they were able to get this up with Kane. So, like, this to me is like a promotion for the Crown Jewel match more than anything. Like, WWE hasn't put out anything like this. It's a it's like 22 minutes or so of them following Kane yeah. in New York for the match at the Hulu Theater last month. You've heard us talk about the Diary series
0: before produced by George Barbosa, Albert Vartanian at Fight Network. And uh, on the double shot, we, we've talked about them. But, yeah, they shot this, I believe, at the AAA event yeah SG, and that um that was I think imp- they did this in a day maybe yes and it was, I believe so as well uh but you know it was like an impact
2: co-produced show and thus they had access to Kane yeah so just interesting that you know they shot this before Kane's deal with WWE mm-hmm. and smart of them to get it out now when it's uh pretty relevant and I think it actually promotes him probably better than that segment we saw on Raw Monday night. Mm. Uh, So there you go. You can go check out uh, postwrestling.com Thursday on the hangout. We'll talk about Joker. We'll talk about NWA power and phone calls, lots of phone calls, no guests uh, lined up. So we will make a lot of time for phone calls on Thursday. So we get into dynamite from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Peterson event center. There are usually a handful of cities that have earned the reputation of tough wrestling crowds long island is up there corpus christi texas is up there and pittsburgh are no longer on that list Mm. this crowd was so awesome tonight Mm -hmm. it might have been the best crowd they've had of the dynamite episode so far i thought this crowd they made these baby faces on this show feel like it just felt like everyone's over everyone was so over this felt like wrestling in the late 90s boom period with the crowd reactions they were so hot and it was in pittsburgh and i just thought the crowd was phenomenal on this show they made just you know if some star was an eight they pushed them that much higher on the scale just like superstar reactions for some of the people on this show well just coming out of like watching the show um
0: I, I came out of it just thinking that it was a really good show, but I don't really think about how much the crowd might have uh, impacted that. Certainly, if it was a quiet crowd, um, I think my reaction would have been very different. But I think maybe the sign of, of the crowd being so great is that I don't even realize how much of a part they
2: played into the quality of the show. The show begins, and already Private Party and the Lucha Bros are in the ring, and Justin Roberts is introducing you to the match. There is no welcome. There is nothing. We are going right to the semifinal match in the tag title tournament. And yeah, no inter- no entrances, no opening videos. I liked it. Just
0: immediately grabbed you. I liked it too. Yeah. I liked it too. It was a rush to start getting right into the the
2: the, the matches themselves, and I felt that way about the entire show today. The they pace- had a lot announced for this show. I mean, they had announced all these six matches ahead of time, and a Cody segment, and you knew that you know there. It, it was interesting just to see what kind of pace they would have, and yeah, yeah we can talk about that overall. Mm-hmm so this match, I don't even know how to run through this match. Um, this was an insane tag match for 12 and a half minutes. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, were a big release German by Phoenix to Mark Quinn, and then a pop up into a drop kick on both Lucha bros. Uh, there was a step up springboard somersault to the floor by Quen. They did the silly string spot that always gets across very well Four fifty by Quinn onto both of them. Uh, then we had, uh, pentagon driver that quen kicked out of i will say you brought the point up last week after the marco stunt spot it's i i think that the pentagon driver now it's almost like you can't believe it as a finisher now Mm -hmm. like it's a hot move it's a near fall pop but i think no one's expecting it to be a finish and and maybe that predated marco as well but i think everyone realizes if marco is kicking out of that uh you're you're not getting that as the finish here with with mark Quinn, Mm -hmm. um cassidy tagged in he did a springboard over the top rope to land on the second rope into a rana and i i I think cassidy he has a million ideas but sometimes the execution it varies i mean sometimes he hits it dead on other times it can be off Mm -hmm. and this was this match, like everything, got over to this crowd. So maybe it's it's nitpicking, but it was it, the, there little, was there was certainly a degree of what was working and what didn't work specific yes. for Isaiah Cassidy. Right, a little bit sloppy. Not not maybe Juventud Guerrera. Guerrero. This wasn't uh, Juventud Guerrera Guerrero against Chris Jericho '97, but it was uh, but you yes, know, ambitious. Yeah, he came in for this hot tag that featured just numerous ranas, a dive, an Aussie moonsault, and then a tornillo. In the span of about 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. It was... It was like the video game... Kind of like gymnastics style... That they're known for. How how do you feel about... This match in particular... Because it was... Diametrically opposed to the next tag match... Mm -hmm. Where... This was pretty much Lucha Rules... Where they abandoned the tags... And it kind of left the announcers out there. Did they actually abandon tags? Like, were there illegal tags? that There were were tags, but there were plenty of just moments where everyone was in the ring. Or it was like, no count, anything Mm -hmm. like that. And you have established a structure. And I know people will get on Jim Ross for calling this stuff out. But that is the framework of which he's calling this. And I think, like, this is a two-way street. Like, don't leave your announcers out there to have to try and cover for all this. Granted, this is what the audience wants to see, but mm-hmm. I, I can understand the frustration if you're the play-by-play, and you're trying to not ignore holes that the audience can see as well. Yeah, and I think there's a very
0: fine line for an announcer, and I think Jim Ross has faced criticism probably from us in the past, like for like a New Japan show, calling out spots where things don't make sense, and I would say maybe... Uh, affecting the product in, in a negative way at the same time i thought in this scenario he played the role of somebody who was watching this this match and ha- asking those very
2: same questions and, and shivani would hopefully have an answer for him
0: or excalibur you right know? uh and i think it's it's like really up to AEW. i would say like something we've seen thus far is that the variety on the show is wonderful but with that also comes i think a, a good good deal of inconsistency when it comes to match style, when it comes to refereeing, especially. Uh, so I feel like in the in the months and, and years ahead, that's something AEW will
2: probably have to tighten up. Uh then we had Quen go to the top with a shooting star press on Phoenix for a two count. Crowd went nuts for that near fall. Then there's a Rana off the ropes that sends Phoenix into a cutter from Cassidy, but Phoenix is not the legal man. The Gin and Juice gets uh, countered with a Pentagon Canadian Destroyer onto Cassidy. Phoenix then does a spot running across the rope with a penalty kick on the top. Penta snaps the arm of Quen, and we get the package pile driver double foot stop. Stomp combination as Phoenix then lays out Cassidy on the floor with a topikant hero where he came at him with like the velocity of a fastball to the mm-hmm. floor. This was crazy. Twelve twenty five Pentagon gets the pinfall on Quen. Uh, this match was just unbelievable to watch. Ray Phoenix is just continues to be among yeah. You know, the top performers in the industry in that conversation, and he's now getting such a big spotlight on this show. He was the star of the match for me. I agree. I thought he and Private Party, to me, like, really stood out. Really, everybody stood out it, in this, this match. match. got over huge.
0: Yeah, a really hot spot fest to, to start the show. I mean, it's a formula that I think has been used, you know, for 20 years now. Starting the the show off with like a a hot cruiserweight match, and it's something that AEW has
2: made a habit of doing, and kept it, that crowd at that level. Like it started yeah. them off hot, and they they maintained. Well, you have to remember, like they they were probably this hot for dark as well. You
0: know, all those dark dark matches have have had like excellent audiences as well so it's like three hours that this crowd is at this high energy but AEW uh, you know for all their TNT broadcasts we've seen them like start the show off always with at least a 15 to 20 minute match completely uninterrupted typically consisting of like a high energy tag team match such as this um I I think it's done wonders for not just a team like private party in these four short weeks but I think for the identity of AEW as well to show you that hey like we're a show we're a promotion all about high energy match quality and you're going to get that the first thing that you see rather than obviously you know something like a talking segment for like 15 minutes i thought everybody looked amazing here um you know there's going to continue to be criticism i think for a match style like this because it it's not a match type that is for fans who favor psychology in their wrestling it's guys doing a lot of big moves hitting like really ambitious sequences that might not always look amazing but typically they they, they do look amazing and they receive tremendous reactions. Um, but, you know, I think you can definitely criticize a match like this for like delivering big moves, even something like the gin and juice, which, you know, got over really big in previous uh, matches. And to me, like, it's interesting because private party are now finally starting to establish the, all their finishers to, to the crowd. And I, I considered their gin and the gin and juice to be like one of their top, top moves. So Phoenix takes it. Rolls to the outside, and then like 15, 20, 10 seconds later, just comes back up, does that tightrope kick like like it was nothing. And personally, I think that that kind of has a negative effect on, you know, the, the, the impact and the building of these moves in general. So it's hard to argue against it though because look at the crowd reaction like everything they do is just spectacular so you can't really say it doesn't work but it just really to me comes down to a matter of preference
2: and i I thought that tonight putting these two matches back to back they gave you two very different styles of tag matches that hopefully would appease those that may be more critical of this opener but again it's really hard to fault this when you see the level of reaction and that's Mm -hmm. you know that kind of trumps the, the, the criticisms yep. that you can have, but they' they 're still they 're still valid to have, but this really hot opener um, that they went through commercial free, then we got a promo spot for Wardlow, who we had forgotten about, who appears to be auditioning for a wild muscle and fitness shoot. <laughs> And he had the, the Vince McMahon <laughs> the chain around yeah. his uh his neck. We we hadn't heard of, or seen Wardlow since when? Like, was it Fighter Fest? I think it was All Out. It? Maybe was, or maybe prior to All Out. I can't remember what the show it feels was. Like it's but they they while. shot that awesome vignette on top of the the roof or something. With... See,
0: that was cool. And This
2: was, I would say, a bit more generic. This felt like, like he was pushing like the Bowflex or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I guess the point is really just to show off his size, which
2: you know they did convey, but. Eh, I I was I was kind of hoping for a bit more creativity they stated that Christopher Daniels is at home recovering from the attack from last week and he is out six to eight weeks
0: yeah like six to eight weeks I mean a worked injury yes of course but what you know why the reason for, for the break you think.
2: Uh, I'm sure they have some kind of story for it. What I thought they would do, because last week they made the point of saying Daniels is okay after the attack, but he suffered a stinger. And what I was thinking they would do would be the next week, Kazarian making the call that we're going with Scorpio Sky so you can rest. And Daniels taking it as a slight that would pay off down the road or something like that if they were going that direction. But... Uh, we'll we'll see what they do here. We'll um, They're building a story. Yes, sure. that's what I think everyone... I think AEW does have people's confidence that you're, this isn't going to be forgotten mm-hmm. or not done for some kind of reason. Mm-hmm. So Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky took on Dark Order in the semifinals. And unlike previous weeks, no commercial break in between the two matches. No, we didn't get a break till, man, the, maybe 25, 26 minutes yeah, in. The middle it was of a this lengthy, match. lengthy, uninterrupted um, block that they went here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Dark Order come out with the minions. The minions; these things made it to TNT.
0: Yeah, I would say like next to the librarians, probably you know the the AEW gimmick that I think is <laughs> probably considered the biggest fail- failure up until this point. Like the, for the Dark Order, they gave them that strong win, the buy into into the second round, and I. I don't think it's helped them at all. In fact, like it's just kept them on TV and worked against their advantage. You look like you have something
2: witty to say. I'm just picturing uh, the friend of ours. Dude, these guys need to buy some new fucking ring (laughs) gear. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thunderstruck, episode one, Saturday morning. Saturday. Uh, So, okay, that said, the entrance, I just, just, I kind of groaned at. But I did think match-wise, I thought this was the best presentation of the Dark Order. I thought this was... uh, I enjoyed this match. Totally different from the last tag match. And we did get the picture-in-picture break uh, after Evil Uno drove Scorpio Sky into the steps and pretty much just had the heat on Sky throughout the break. Uh, Inner Circle then enters through the crowd, and everyone goes nuts. And they walk up the stairs to a private box, and everyone's back is turned And no one's focusing on the match. And my problem with this was this included the hot tag to Kazarian that Mm -hmm. no one cared about because everyone was focused on the inner circle. It's like when there's a UFC fight and some major fighter or celebrity walks in and no one's paying attention in the ring. Though you argue what's the more important thing on the show. I just don't know if it. I guess you had to have the mentor at at some point. I but. agree
0: with you as well. Like it, it was between the inner circle entrance and also the commercial break that to me kind of took myself out of the match. But I do, you do have to remind yourself that this is a TV show and not
2: a pay per view. Could it have? I guess, you, but they could have timed the hot tag. I guess at a different point. Sure. I think it would have been cool to have actually had them enter in the picture-in-picture, and that would have grabbed your During t- commercial. Yeah, your, you're you're mm. thus kind of.
0: You need the announcers, like, making a big deal out of well, it. Well, you're coming back from break, and then you address it. But you're yeah. seeing. It. I mean, for what reason, though? Would that have been that much better than what they actually did? In terms of interrupting the match, I do feel like it's it's less of
2: a priority, you know, than, than making sure people knew that. They I think if you did something like that in the picture-in-picture, picture, it is instructing you. Don't just tune out. This isn't like WWE where nothing's going to happen during the break. There might be some little thing that it's a visual entrance. You're still seeing that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't know if I agree. And I also, not, I'm also not sure. Like, how does the picture in picture work outside of North America? It's on AEW Plus. They're watching the whole thing. Okay, but I mean, like on the um, what is it? Uh, Sky. Sorry, is this BT on the BT? Ver- no, Wait, no, no, not am on ITV. ITV4. ITV, on the
2: ITV version. Well, they... they're airing an edited version yeah. uh, so on the sure, Thursday. So so for sure they would cut all this out. They might be. Yeah. They would cut the
0: commercials out at least, I would think. You know. Yeah. So is, so for that reason, is it more important? Because I saw Cody come out in the middle of a commercial after this, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Well, he was arriving in the back. Yeah, and I needed to I'm know what was going on. He's
2: arriving at the building. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I prefer important things to take place within the body of the show. Well, the inner circle made their way. Uh no Jake Hager because uh he's got to uh he's got weigh ins on Thursday morning in uh Uncasville, Connecticut. Yes. They he did was... mention the fight. Did they mention it? Yeah. Okay. Excalibur mentioned uh Hager's not here.
0: Later on he mentioned uh Hager's not here. There was
2: definitely not like a big focus on hey, Jake Hager's fighting on Friday, tune in on no. on the Paramount Network. Um great great job with uh john mccarthy and robin black oh way. thank you john. yeah 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 it was it was great to chat uh with with both of them i think on friday after we run to smackdown um i'm gonna watch the jake Hager fight so we can at least talk about that on yeah, on sure. smackdown on friday night because his fight is kicking off the main card and that'll be at nine o'clock mm-hmm. so he'll be head-to-head with smackdown uh so we get the hot tag to kazarian uh i thought in this match Kazarian was the standout. He looked great in this match. Last week, it was really Scorpio Sky. This week, I thought Kazarian just shined throughout this match. Did a lot of cool spots, including an O'Connor roll and simultaneous Northern Lights suplex to both members of Dark Order. Uh, Grayson threw kaz into a, a kazarian into a sit out power bomb for a two count by uno we got the slingshot cutter by kazarian to grayson um kazarian was just doing the slingshots all night long uh we got double dragon sleepers from scu they were broken up then grayson hit a somersault dive over the corner as scorpio was chasing him into the corner lands on kazarian and then sky lifts kazarian into a ddt to uno on the apron and they hit the scu later on to Stu Grayson, which is like a twisting... It's like a gory special where he gets twisted off the back of Sky into a knee from Kazarian. And they pin Grayson uh, for the victory. And to advance to the final against Pentagon and Phoenix, which is a interesting match for the final. Probably not the final I was envisioning in this tournament. Yeah, not, not so much for me either. Um, I think it presents
0: an interesting uh, booking decision. Do you give the belts to SCU or penta and phoenix my thinking is probably penta and phoenix. yeah i think so yeah but i think you could put any of these four teams from the semifinals into that mix and i think you would have ended up with a really good match either way you know like scu versus penta and phoenix isn't like the most high profile marquee match but because you're attaching the titles to it it becomes a high
2: profile marquee match but therefore you can save all the other matches for pay-per-views after the fact what are your thoughts this is uh, going back to the first match how do you feel they should be handling the arm snap spot by Pentagon? Because yeah. in Lucha Underground, that was an injury angle every time. Oh, impact as well. Uh yeah, it. in impact too. And yeah. in this, like granted tonight we didn't see what was it Marco that took it last week? I don't remember. Whether it was Marco or Jungle Boy, we didn't see yeah. either on the broadcast tonight, but then we saw the arm snap again tonight to Mark Quinn. Your arm I, snaps and you don't recover in, in, in a week, right? So well, that's, it's fake either way, yeah. But, I mean, should this be treated as more serious than it is? My personal preference is that yes. You save that. Like I feel it should be treated like
0: Orton's punt. Exactly. You save it for that reason because yes. it, it makes it that much more impactful I, I like think it we, feels like here it's it's just going to be a spot in the match well we've I think we've seen like their there's in ring style is very much just like do everything you can fit it er, fit it all in within these fifteen twenty minutes as long as it gets a reaction. It's great. It's not my personal taste, but again it's hard for me to argue when it gets this type of reaction now you can argue in maybe like four months' time and say and if this that that arm snapping spot isn't receiving a big reaction, we can look at the reason why my
2: reason would be like next week it would have been an interesting way to do this if like kazarian took it and then all of a sudden scorpio sky's left on his own because his two partners are down with injuries and that kind hmm. of segues him out of this tournament and into a bit of a singles run even though they won no they'd lose oh they they'd lose and that spins off scorpio right. who suddenly has no partners right. and because i i think that that's the destination they should be going with Scorpio sky. And I think last week was the eye opener to that. I mean, they clearly have,
0: you know, something planned. I would say probably for SCU coming out of this, I don't really picture them winning, although it could happen. Um, the match itself, let's get back to that. I, I thought, like we talked about the commercial and, and, and Inner Circle entrance, unfortunately did ruin the flow. But again, it's a TV show. They got us back for the finish, though, for sure. Yep. Um. Both Sky and Kaz, I thought, were on fire. I think two weeks in a row now, these guys have been killing it. I'm interested in this Daniels angle. I think the Dark Order, like you said, John, in-ring, they looked really good. But it's just the, the gimmick that definitely needs some re- retooling. Like Excalibur and commentary hinted that... <laughs> These guys were the hottest tag team six years ago,
2: but then they just disappeared. Yeah, they they were acknowledging, like, past Chikara storylines in this. Was that what happened? I believe so, yes. I was not a, a faithful
0: Chikara viewer. Wait a second. So so was it not a visa issue that kept these guys?
2: Yeah, well, they were written out, as I, as they're I recall. They were written out because of the... Yes, and then kind of uh, re-christened from being... Because we had... I, I don't know all the lineage, okay. so... So, anyway, but that was like a a Chikara deal where they like disappeared.
0: But I guess the idea is that in six years' time, we don't know where they went, but they came back as the Dark Order instead of the Super Smash Brothers.
2: Yes, they have not been competing in
0: Canada. Canada can do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. The the winter in Canada can definitely turn you into a minion. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm really not into the gimmick. At the very least, I think it, it calls for like some type of story to tell you what, what exactly is going on with these guys.
2: But I would really like to see these two as baby faces instead. There was the picture-in-picture picture break here, and we got highlights of the match, the inner circle's reaction, and then Cody arrives, and we get the national television debut of Chris Harrington passing Cody some notes. Oh, okay. Yes. Great. In a picture-in-picture. Picture, yes, no in a picture-in-picture. Picture. I
0: did not like this. I did not like that. Like, not only did we see Cody arrive, but like there was like an earlier-today graphic which to me is a significant event and and not something that you just kind
2: of bury in without any I mean audio. you have to take breaks, you can't fit all this stuff in. You could you could fit this in somewhere. I didn't think this was it was just arriving. I mean it was like it was self explanatory. It's it, it's fine, it doesn't hurt it, but uh, I don't know. I just don't really like important things taking place. I mean, they gave you that first match uninterrupted, so you have to make it up later in the show. Okay. Joey Janela, Kenny Omega, a rematch from AEW Dark. I feel like this was the first
0: time we've ever seen any acknowledgement of AEW Dark on AEW Dynamite proper. They don't really incorporate it on this Not show. at all. Like, I think it, at least it calls for a match graphic telling you what you're going to see next week on, on Tuesday. Yep. Like, they've already taped most of these matches. And, and just, like, even here, like, you know, for somebody who doesn't follow the internet or doesn't, like, follow AEW on YouTube – to know that Kenny Omega wrestled an unsanctioned match against Joey Janela. A see. 26 minute unsanctioned yeah, match. That was, that was
2: got tremendous reviews. Uh, I, they definitely, I think, really dropped the ball on promoting their YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's highlights of the Omega match uh, with Janela. Huge reaction for Omega. And I think what was really interesting didn't come out with the AAA mega heavyweight title that he just won. Yeah, but they did show footage from, uh, from the Phoenix match. They showed footage, yep. but he didn't come out with the title. Did not, no.
0: But it's not like they're shying away from it, you know. Like they they showed footage from the match and Omega winning it, but he's just not carrying it in the ring with them.
2: That's kind of strange, isn't it? It's either perhaps, either. I mean, clearly like, they don't.
0: They don't seem to have plans for Omega to defend the belt in AEW, and maybe that's part of the reason why.
2: Then why even show it? Does that to not show exist? That, to, show, to show that the man's busy. They did more to promote Triple A <laughs> than they did their own AEW Dark series. Kind of, yes. There's huge. Great, chance... It was a
0: great match, by the way.
2: Which one? The the Phoenix match. Oh, the I haven't it. seen it. Yeah. Uh, huge Kenny chant. They're showing cutaways to the inner circle in the private box. Uh, Janela landed this high cross, and the idea was he was he was wrestling Kenny Omega and doing very well at the beginning. Then Omega comes back with a pair of Snapdragons. Janela, German suplexed him into the corner, and we get a top rope elbow from Janela for a two count. And they mention that they have hit the 10 minute mark, and Jim Ross professes his love for time limits. Says, mm-hmm. I love them. Ex- they exist in all sports, and this is no different. <laughs> There was a Snapdragon and a Shining Wizard by Omega for a two. Flying knee connects, and Janella comes back with a Fisherman Buster. So the idea is Janella is wrestling a Kenny Omega-style match. He's not, um, he's not doing the hardcore style. Mm. And Janella runs the rope several times. Huge inside-out lariat to Omega, but then misses a somersault onto the edge of the apron and takes a V-trigger against the ropes, one-winged angel, and Omega defeats Joey Janella. Good match, very good match yeah. between these two. Different. Hot crowd and a totally different match from the hardcore match they yes. just had. These two like have surprisingly strong chemistry, I would say,
0: and I I really do feel like the past several weeks have been like a bit of a turning point it, for me. Uh, watching Joey Janela, who you know had a really good match in his own style against Kenny Omega, but the Brandon Cutler match from Dark last week and this match showed that he he could do a match without resorting to, you know, taking crazy bumps. Really, really, like, he was very economical here. Only took that one, like, somersault onto the the apron. But beyond that, it was, like, him having a straight-up wrestling match and I think doing a pretty good job of it. So I think he's starting to prove that he's more than just a deathmatch wrestler. He's also over enough with the audience at this point that, you know, I don't think he needs to kill himself every single week in order to... Get a great response from this crowd. I think Kenny as well in the past couple couple weeks has been on a bit of a tear too, you know, between Janela, Phoenix, and now Janela again. Like, it's almost like he's trying to make up for lost time. Um, I also like Kenny. Like, to me, this is the first time seeing him in like a TV format match, in a singles match. I like it because his style is so explosive. I think it works really well in like a short, quick burst setting, like a television show.
2: I also like this new theme of his, I think it's a good theme i i don't really recall it yet It hasn't made that big of an impression but yeah. um yeah no g- a good match and this was pretty much non-stop wrestling for the first 55 minutes of the show it was just mm-hmm. match after match after match now did you enjoy it i liked it i thought it was very fast-paced and it was three very different matches because I, I didn't
0: mind it because i'll say one of the criticisms i've heard um is that they haven't spent enough time building characters telling you who the people are wrestling and just focusing too much on in-ring uh on these first few shows
2: I can understand that Um, this was a show that it was pretty much wrestling with the one big angle in between. But I would say that on this show, I think this did good, good for Janela. I think that again, with like private party, I think they, they got over in losing, but yeah, I, I do feel that they didn't have enough character pieces on this, but I, maybe it's because I'm familiar with all these people that Mm -hmm. I thought the first hour just flew by. Just yeah, flew yeah. by. It, it's it's
0: certainly a question I think we, we should be asking people who are new to AEW. And and we've seen these numbers not necessarily hold up. They've been going down every single week. How much of it has to do with lack of familiarity with characters versus maybe people, I don't know, maybe a longtime fan not caring as much about
2: whether or not Joey Janelle had a really great match. Tony Schiavone is in the ring with Cody and... He can't speak because there's all these air horns going off. And it's the inner circle. And they're trying to ruin the good name of air horns in a wrestling setting. And Jericho gets on the microphone from the private box and interrupts him. Cody says, unlike the place we came from, there isn't an invisible wall here. And he can come after him and fight. And this place is electric when Cody says that I'm going to come and attack you. Jericho calls him a coward, and an entitled millennial little bitch, and so Cody gets ready to go, and Jericho warns him it's four on one, so that prompts some brain stew, and out comes <laughs> Green Day himself, Billy Joe Rhodes comes out, and he's followed. I I could not believe the reaction MJF got. Oh yeah, this was like an Austin level pop. For MJF, it was, it was very
0: gigantic
2: popular.
0: for I mean, MJF. It's it's very true. But this was also a crowd that I think was reacting to, like, anybody that, you know, it has some level of star power already established within AEW. But it, MJF is like that, I would say, you know, that meaningful already at this point to a, a diehard <laughs> AEW crowd.
2: So Jericho's still on the mic as these guys are coming out, and he yells down at MJF, So now I'm supposed to be scared of someone wearing a scarf. He says, who would wear a scarf? Yes. It's very funny. Very funny. And then he's saying, Well, it's still four on three. <laughs> so the fourth man comes out, and this probably was not the most predictable one. I think everyone's assuming it was going to be, I don't know, maybe one of Omega or one of the Bucks. Okay. But instead, out comes Diamond Dallas Page, and he comes out, an enormous reaction for him, and they come through the stands and the inner circle like they have a shot of them and it's like Jericho <laughs> just told the story with his face like his eyes were about to pop out of his head like oh shit it's diamond dallas page so these guys lock themselves in a glass room in a in a room with the glass separating them so Cody stands outside MJF passes him the scarf he wraps up his hand and punches through the glass to get through they brawl out into the lobby everyone is going crazy here. Jericho ends up getting the baby faces ejected because he had established earlier that he had bought tickets and had a right to be in the private box and the baby faces get hauled off. Jericho sticks the ticket to his forehead. Uh this was tremendous. I thought that they were going to be announcing like a concession stand brawl for a future episode, but it looks like an eight-man tag they may do at some point with these eight. Uh I guess Page would be the question mark to be doing a wrestling Ooh, match that's interesting is is he cleared like do we know if he can get get physical um he he did, he's done physicality on like he did a diamond he cutter a diamond in cutters. one of the uh the oldest cody matches I think right so i think at all in he did, so he did i something. mean in an eight man you can probably you know he can get by i think he can get by yes yes was he in the battle royal even Yes, he was in the, battle, was the royal. battle royal. Yeah, he was in the battle royal. Wow. Okay. So cool. you can get away with doing an eight man oh, with him. Th- yeah. th- that's what this felt like—that they're uh, building to the eight man here. But uh, the angle got over great. Oh, this was like the best start to a
0: concession brawl I've ever seen. I thought. I thought they the way they introduced Jericho and in the inner circle in the box at the start of the show. I mean, gave me real like came out with the tickets. Gave me real like kind of like corporation DX attitude era vibes, and 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 that's a good thing. You know, it kind of like gave. Gave you the anticipation that something big was going to go down later on in the show. And, uh, you know, um, Cody coming out for that big announcement and then the stacking of the entrances ending with like a nostalgic surprise in DDP all the way until that glass break, which was the most badass thing I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Using MJF's like signature scarf, no less. I thought it was all excellent.
2: It's, it's just like little things of believing in the baby faces you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. imagine a scene where they get locked out and the baby faces they just have to walk away they have to leave there's no way in like that's what i feel i would see on raw yeah i i don't yeah i mean i I, it's hard to like not make comparisons but imagine if an angle no it's not it's very easy to look at baby faces that are over versus they can't find a baby face in wwe oh yeah but i'm like Imagine
0: an angle this hot occurring on the episode of Raw that, that we just watched. Or any episode of Raw that would, that, that took place over the past oh, month. Yeah, what if Cody we, had lit this box on fire? <laughs> we would be, like, praising, like, oh, WWE's back. Raw is amazing. But, like, it's it's sometimes really incredible how, like... I think this was, like, honestly a pretty... In another era, this would have been a pretty standard segment. But I think in the context of, like, wrestling in 2019, it was, to me that much better yeah it's a great angle great it's it to me is like it, one advantage that aw has over nxt too is that there's no way nxt can like replicate something like this the grandeur of something like this guys walking all throughout an arena doing an angle in, the, in a private box in an arena you can't do this at a full sale
2: yeah i mean you're it, it, it's just a, a different setting uh to set this up with but i think that the it's just very interesting to watch like as well, when you have such a hot crowd, how it just permeates that everyone feels that much over. Like mm-hmm. everyone felt like they they were so over in this in this segment. Um it was I thought everyone played their roles. Like it was great. like
0: it was like Austin versus the corporation,
2: had that type of feeling. Yeah. The best friends and the young bucks were after that with Orange Cassidy in the corner of the best friends, and we got to see Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone have to try and understand Orange Cassidy as he delivered his weak super kicks to Matt and Nick, and then get laid out with a double super kick. I could
0: see it being a, a bit of a, an adventure for Tony and, and Jr. in the weeks ahead as Orange <laughs> Cassidy gets more and more airtime.
2: I think they've just gone with the reaction of confusion. What is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Can you think of an
0: equivalent like? Like, in in the Attitude Era, or... I mean, WCW, for crying out loud,
2: like... Of an Orange we, Cassidy? Yeah. I mean, did all, did all those gimmicks make sense? No, there were plenty of stupid gimmicks <laughs> at the time. Orange Cassidy is a unique one, but yeah. it's also a popular one. It's not one Very you can just r- write off and dismiss. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks cleared the ring, they hugged, and that actually drew some booze. Not only that, like, they they super kicked orange Cassidy and that elicited a, a heel reaction for them as well. Uh, they then took over and uh, speared Matt on the floor and hit a doomsday knee to Nick. And they called Cassidy sloth like as they went through a commercial break. The bucks can't mount any sustained offense. The best friends hit the combination soul food, half and half suplex. Then they clear the ring. The best friends hug and everyone goes nuts as JR proclaims, This audience, they want hugs, goddammit. Strong Zero was hit onto Matt, but stopped by a swanton from Nick, who Tony noted was just in the nick of time. They hit a doomsday knee, and Matt landed on his feet. Super kick party to the best friends. Springboard corkscrew to the floor by Nick, and then they hit more bang for your buck as Matt pinned Chucky. Excellent match. I thought it was very good. It was a match
0: that I thought, you know... Very much the rehab, the Bucks coming off of uh, the the um, loss to to private party, but. I think also a really good showcase for best friends and for orange, orange Cassidy, the announcers b- made an effort to really put over Trent's performance in this match. I thought that was really important because I think we've still, you know, yet to really create a firm identity for any of them. I also love the fact that the announcers like called attention to like the best friends going winless. And they've been doing this for, for a lot of the, the people that haven't had wins yet, or people looking for their first or people looking to, for, you know, on a, on a losing streak, looking for their first win. Um, and I think it shows that AEW has thus far done a good job of keeping true to the word that wins and losses matter. You know, I feel like every match, especially for people who haven't had a first win yet,
2: is somewhat meaningful for for somebody in this match. And it's not just going to be a throwaway result. And then the Bucks accepted the challenge from Santana and Ortiz for full gear. I guess Jericho's challenge that he made on yeah. behalf of Santana and Ortiz. So that's our next match for the pay-per-view. Then they ran this feature on Dr. Britt Baker. Um, positioned her as the hometown star in Pittsburgh, and I don't know what was going on, but I saw a ghost during this video package. <laughs> it was very scary. It was a deceased person. Yeah, he was at a hockey game. Yeah, she used to know. So Jamie Hayter is the opponent for Dr. Britt Baker, and Baker comes out, and this place goes insane for this woman. Mm-hmm. And... I was just like felt like the biggest reaction. It was enormous. And all I could think of is, man, they have the greatest opportunity here to get so (laughs) much heat. (laughs) Think of the heat. Let's beat her in her hometown. Like, is that not the stupidest (laughs) thing that has been indoctrinated in people that you do in their hometown? And it's one company that thinks like this. Mm. And I just it blows my fucking mind. (laughs) Certainly, yeah. Like they have someone that they can go to Pittsburgh for the rest of time, and as long as Britt Baker is on that show, it's going to be like, oh, Britt Baker, mm-hmm. she's really popular. She's our star mm-hmm. because they made her feel like a star here. So they Excalibur went over Jamie Hader, uh being a partner of B Priestley's in stardom, and Baker also came out with a Steeler, the Steelers mascot. I mean, they they did not cut any corners here this woman was going when they aired this feature i actually thought they might put this on last hmm that it was so big that they were hmm. putting baker over but did not go on last the video was really good it was nice to to
0: again see some pre-production elements here on AEW. um just seeing like that they
2: created a video for it tells us that it was an important match <laughs> after your observation last week i paid extra attention to her video it's just it's the best with the with skulls and shit. <laughs> no, with uh with P- uh, with uh Brit Baker's like just with all like the teeth yeah, references t- and everything and yeah. just
0: uh... the uh, Jamie haters had skulls.
2: Yeah, but there Jamie was skulls Hader on the skulls. other one.
0: There was more of a jaw, I guess. And yeah, yeah. Yes, it's uh... these videos are pretty like really cheesy. They it, hers like, very much the so. the 3D <laughs>
2: like the cheap like 3D like <laughs> the doctor will see you now and... are really corny like. So Baker took a snap suplex into the corner. They explained that in wrestling, there's a lot of doctors, but they're bullshit. They didn't say bullshit, but she is legit. She is a legit doctor. Okay. Yes, I guess
0: Doctor Death was not a real.
2: He was PhD not he, in not death. a licensed uh, physician in the art of uh, yeah. fatalities. Um, really sloppy sling blade on the floor by Baker. Then they went through a commercial. Uh, Baker hit a suplex off the turnbuckle, then took a urinogi, Um Just from a technical standpoint, I thought this was easily the weakest match on the show, but Mm -hmm. it was made up for just a great crowd um, Mm -hmm. that ultimately overcompensated for this. Um, Baker hit a super kick and a cutter, swinging neck breaker for a two count, and then a super kick and the lock jaw, which is incredibly over. And Jamie Hayter submitted in 833. Unbelievable heat for this match. Tremendous. I thought it started. Would have been bigger, though, if she
0: lost. (laughs) yes they would have never seen it coming or how about a no contest that'd be great too Uh, i thought it started off really well i thought hater did a great job carrying this one building that reaction i did feel the finish was somewhat lacking in energy though i thought the credit kind of peaked for you know much of the, the entrance or maybe the middle i expected a bigger climax a bigger comeback from Britt baker to end it um and i thought it warranted it but you know the result at least was a positive one
2: Yeah, um, it was, you know, you created like a hometown star. And I think just to see how AEW is going to treat someone in their hometown, like they they took this, it's like, okay, here's week number, what are we week three, week four. four? And we're in Pittsburgh, and we've got one of our featured performers is from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. They turned that into an attraction on the show, and they built something around it. Mm -hmm. Instead of this just being a throwaway match, they established Britt Baker that everyone knows now where she's from. And that Pittsburgh crowd, they got behind their own, and they were rewarded with it with a finish that got them to all go nuts. It's a really simple, like, but,
0: you know, I think neglected concept of just, like, trying to get you – interested in the result of a match in any way possible but for a lot of these people it's like they have real reasons why we should be watching this match for her it's it's her hometown and for other people it's to try to get their first win in aew
2: i can't remember what it was that like it was one time wwe did this and being at one of george st pierre's fights at the bell center and just thinking to myself like if if ufc could control this outcome like yeah imagine you could control this and you would have Carlos Condit beat George St Pierre in Montreal in the Bell Centre. That'd be great. No, it wouldn't. Beating oh, sorry, George St Pierre in the sorry. Bell Centre. I, I, I thought
0: you said the opposite. I mean, MMA is 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 different though. Like we care a lot more about the result, and we treat George St Pierre beating Carlos Condit that much bigger because we know that this isn't a scripted result, and that this much of this took place thanks to skill and maybe
2: even by chance this crowd did not seem to have any hang-ups with the work nature of this and how they reacted to this win they took this pretty seriously i thought oh yeah it's just sure. like i don't know i feel that making a baby face we talk about oh it's so hard to be a baby face in 2019 i think we see that it's i think it's people that take this and make it way more complicated than it needs to be Next week, we've got the Lucha Bros against SCU in the tag title final. And that's all that was announced for next week. Hmm. So we'll see what else they add. Then we go backstage. Jen Decker is with Jamie Hayter. But before she can speak, she gets jumped by Brandy Rhodes, who apparently super glued her lips together and would not speak and just pointed at Jen Decker and stared a hole in her but would not open her mouth. I don't know what this was. No idea. This was so weird. I thought this was pretty bad. This like, was
0: really lame. Like, at, you know, on a show that I, I feel otherwise was pretty unblemished in terms of in- in-ring quality and even outside of the ring angles. Uh, this, to me, just kind of came out of nowhere. I I feel like Brandy's, you know, her appearances on TV have have been pretty inconsistent. I don't even know if she's really done anything on the show proper uh, since... Like, the last thing she probably did was, like, come out with Awesome Kong. Um, but, you know, it's not like she stands out in, in the audience's mind as a heel. If anything, she probably stands out as a babyface, being attached to Cody all the time. So, to kind of see her just come out here and just, like, to give this very ambiguous, very heel type of action. Like, she, like she's almost like the heel that that is the heel for the heels. Like, you know, if you know what I mean. I, I thought it just kind of left us
2: more perplexed than curious. I just thought it looked really goofy. Like she just looked so um it just looked so weird. Like she wasn't she had like this look on her face, but she wasn't yell it was I don't know. I just didn't know what this was. John Moxley comes out for the main event and gets attacked from behind with a chair shot from Pac from Pac. That's gonna take me a year to get across the transition. He chokes Moxley with his jacket. They're chanting bastard. He sent it to the barricade, but Moxley rolls in and the match begins and it's all packed from the beginning. He teases the black arrow. Moxley goes to the floor, gets hit by this beautiful Fosbury flop where pack lands on his feet and they go through the break. Uh, Tony Schiavone at one point brought up Mark Madden, who apparently is recovering from something, um, He alluded to it, um, but Mark Madden from the Pittsburgh area, and I guess he was supposed to attend this show and could not on Wednesday night. Moxley uh, hits him with the old version of the Dirty Deeds, which was the EC3's one percenter onto the edge of the apron and then hit a Tope Suicida. Shivani says, I love that move. Tope Suicida. Shivani's just got this endearing oh, charm he's been him. frozen in like a chamber
0: for the past 20 years and he's rediscovering wrestling yes. for the first time God, yeah. these are such cool, cool moves wow then justin roberts announces he, like he he made a comment earlier or in this match about not having seen like a texas cloverly for like since dean malenko it. yeah
2: it's been a long gap for <laughs> um for one tony Schiavone. yeah <laughs> um justin roberts announces there are five minutes remaining in of television time, which they always announce at the main event uh, that the time limit, uh, as long as television time remains. So we can see the tease here of what they could do. Um, there's a running knee and another cloverleaf by Moxley. Uh, gets the rope break, uh, superplex into a falcon arrow by Pack. Then he goes for the black arrow, misses it. We have one minute to go. Moxley hits the paradigm shift, but he can't cover him right away. He finally gets on top of him, and Pac kicks out, and the time limit expires. After 12 minutes, 10 seconds, the audience naturally boos, and then Moxley gets up, hits the paradigm shift onto referee Paul Turner, and that's how we end the show. So they went with, I think, kind of just educating the audience that this this is a way that matches can end, and yeah, doing something that, it was risky because you knew what kind of reaction this would draw from the crowd. No one's going to applaud a yes. time limit. very risky. They booed, and they went off the air chanting... I don't know if it was, like, restart or, or something. But See, I was, was behind, negative. and on my DVR, it cut out before the show was over. So I... Really? Did, oh, okay. Mine ended... It might have only been a few seconds, but yeah. anyway.
0: So, you know, I feel like something like this might might even be, like, immediately compared to the result of a Hell in a Cell. And certainly the similarities are there. You know, how can... A company spent such a long time on a match or at least, you know, on a TV match without giving the audience a result. And, you know, it's just a case of AEW being unwilling to let either person lose. Therefore, maybe they shouldn't have made this match. But my feeling coming out of this match was incredibly different from, you know, what my I, I was. didn't have that feeling at all. Yeah, but I'm saying some people might, you know, especially if you're critical about AEW and saying Why? How can they get away with doing something like this when WWE has received all this negative reaction? But my feeling coming out of this was incredibly different from um, Hell in a Cell. And I think that's because, like you said, this was AEW trying to introduce instruct their audience that time limit draws are a possibility in this world. And that by doing this now, you're priming the audience to respect each mention of time remaining inside a matchup for the future. Because everything can potentially end in a time limit draw. I also think... A time limit draw done this way actually helps both men and helps establish that both men are on an equal level. We've seen somebody like Pac, Pac be able to beat Kenny and Hangman. We've seen Moxley be able to beat Kenny. So you put him at a stalemate and you just establish the power level of both men as a similar level. So, you know, another thing to keep in mind was that. This was a TV match and not a pay-per-view match. I think on TV, the goal is to simply showcase your stars and to build interest in future matches. On a pay-per-view, you're expected to deliver a climax. You're expected to, especially after weeks of build, especially for a title match, expected to give a payoff. So I, I thought for those reasons and also the fact that this match... Was good. It was better than what we saw at Hell in a Cell between, you know, Seth Rollins and, and the feed. It was good until the very end. The no contest here I I don't think was done at the expense of like delivering a great match. They did not try to tell some type of grand story about, you know, John Moxley having to reach deep down into like his dark recesses. You know, they didn't try to do anything beyond their means. It was just two guys wrestling until they had no time left.
2: Yeah, like they've from day one they have wanted to establish time limits. They've done time limit draws in the past. So, I don't feel it's a it's a cheap cop-out especially for a TV match that they've now established this and this was kind of like a, an educational finish to do for the idea that you're not going to have a main event that just magically ends on time every single week. There's going to be that drama and when they said a minute this crowd was on their feet, excited for this. And I thought this worked. I thought it worked, too. Yeah. Um And I think when when done right, time limits can be dramatic. And we've seen that um, in at the, the highest degree in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going for here. So um I didn't think this was... Uh, I, I enjoyed this show quite a lot. I don't know if it was at the... You know, it seems most people liked the show two weeks ago. as kind of the the most complete show. The one with the Jericho promo on it. But... I thought this was a really satisfying two hours. You got some really great wrestling, an awesome angle in the middle of this show. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of, like, pointless to almost
0: compare, like, oh, which show was better amongst, like, the four? Are we going to keep doing this? To me, the point is, did you enjoy this show? Did yeah, you like it, it, it as much as, you know, like, did, did you have a good time watching it? That's all you need to ask yourself, yes or no. And I thought, to me... Dynamite continues to be very consistent if not maybe even gradually getting better in many respects. I thought this was a show where like I had trouble like typing up notes even just because like the pace of it was so so fast. Um, So I think their pacing was a lot stronger in this particular show than even previous ones. Every match nearly was good and if it wasn't good then the crowd lifted it to a level that you know made it some feel special. But to me the highlight was the non ring segment with Cody in the inner circle. It showed that AEW is able to produce interesting, compelling, out-of-ring angles. Uh, And I think, you know, it really bodes well for, like, uh, the future because we know, like, wrestling television is a lot more than just what takes place inside the the ring. I, I, I feel like there continues to be a lack of promos and video packages and exposition for a lot of the characters that are still new to the audience. I think we you know i think the company might be making the mistake of thinking that everybody is over simply because you have your diehards reacting huge for everybody it's a great start it, everybody feels like a star in front of these crowds but i still feel for a lot of people at home you need to do a lot more of these character pieces that you're showing on on dark like like the videos that they produce for road 2 are now basically being shown on dark and unfortunately they don't really see the light of day on the on the on the vehicle that gets the most eyeballs yep so absolutely i think they're they're really you know doing a disservice to to maybe some of their lesser known talents even their more well-known talents realistically how many people know who kenny omega is or what the character's story is behind the scenes so i they definitely i think need to do a whole lot more of that i want to see more promos because i know a lot of these guys can cut promos but they're not necessarily being given the chance
2: to um but still an overall very entertaining show all right, let's let's uh, let's go to some feedback here. Uh, do you want to start? I'm having a hard time loading up. All right, uh, we go to the post-wrestling forum now to see what you guys thought of uh, week four of
0: AEW Dynamite. And out of ten, the voters thought this show was 8.03. Damn. Which is uh, a high grade for our forum. We got a Paul from New Jersey who says, Chris Jericho continues to be my favorite character in AEW. The air horn bit was hilarious. Janelle Omega was my match of the night, but the wrestling on the show was incredible. Maybe I missed it, but was there any official reason why Kylie Ray left AEW for impact? The million dollar question.
2: Adam from Australia. The yeah, show was great. The answer is no official reason. No, no. No one knows. It's been um... speculated to death, um, but no official reason. Adam from Australia, the show is great, probably my favorite yet. It sucks for people who didn't get to see it on Fight TV as there was a lot that happened after the show went off the air with Kenny saving Moxley from Pac and then Hangman Page coming out to confront Pac, which seems to be where they're going for the pay-per-view with Hangman and Pac. Hmm. Okay. We got Alex from Portland who says, AEW needed to
0: establish a TV time limit draw and Pac-Moxley was the match to do it with. I just wish Moxley didn't hit the paradigm shift. Death Rider is a better name. A uh, private party will eventually become tag champs and it'll be massive. Did either of you notice that the hard cam was on the opposite side of this week? I love seeing the inner circle. I didn't notice. Uh, the I love seeing the inner circle watching matches head on and not at an angle like the other company. On the plus side, I went to a thrift shop earlier today and was able to snag all the clothes I need for an orange Cassidy outfit for Halloween. Question. Last week, I attended a net live NXT show. The show ended with Matt Riddle putting over the Street Profits and it was a goodbye to them to their call up to the main roster i didn't feel an attachment to them so seeing them in action and after the main event didn't do much for me however tonight and a few weeks ago private party astonished me my question between those two teams which team are you more a fan of um
2: i think at this point you would have to say that the private party is the more popular of the of the two in ring i think private party um but as personalities,
0: I don't know if we've really seen enough of Private Party to, to make that comparison.
2: No, I don't think anyone's at the level of Montez Ford. And you know what?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think on the microphone, it, it would be Street Profits, but
2: in-ring Private Party. Noah from Vaughn. He says, absolutely amazing edition of Dynamite. Just a note after Dynamite ended. Okay, he's just repeating here about Hangman coming out. And okay, and he said that Hangman challenged Pac to a rematch at full gear. Okay, So cool. there you go.
0: Uh, he attended the show live. we we'll go to the Saucy Duke who says, I feel churlish to criticize the show with such great wrestling on, but honestly, four weeks in, I'm getting desensitized to it. If they're giving me such great matches for free on TV and YouTube, it's just making that $50 full gear price less and less appealing. When AEW said they they weren't going to do scripted promos, I didn't realize they meant they weren't going to do promos full stop. How do you produce eight hours of TV and not have John Moxley utter a single sentence? Having said that, the Jericho-Cody angle was excellent, was excellent and easily the best thing on the show. Cody looked like a megastar, and Jericho perfectly straddles the line between delightfully entertaining and utterly detestable. Good action tonight, but hope in the coming weeks we get more promos and angles to spice things up. A 7 out of 10.
2: Next up here, love the show. Everything was very entertaining, and everyone feels like they're important. The only question I have is putting the tag matches back to back at the beginning. Feels like too much for me. It was spot fest to another spot fest, and I would have liked a bit of a break or change of pace between them. Uh, Britt Baker match didn't feel as good as I wanted it to be. I think the match could have been a bit shorter. The the hand-in-the-mouth dentist thing, I'm not sold on. I hope she finds her groove. Easily the best moment for me was Jericho criticizing MJF for wearing a scarf.
0: We go to Brad, the archivist, who says, Gentlemen, another week of great wrestling delivered from AEW. I loved how the show kicked off right into the first match. No messing around. It was a great match between Private Party and the Lucha Brothers, but some parts came off a bit sloppy. At some parts, Mark Quinn didn't even look like he was trying. An excellent title match, or an excellent little match between Kenny and Joey to showcase both of them. I think we've got a new best picture-in-picture spot with Jamie Hayter's Camel Clutch wet willy spot in the couple matches that i've seen of her Britt baker looks really clunky and not very polished at all i wish i was more impressed with hater in this match i don't know if i like a tv time limit draw but it shows everyone that it can happen seven out of ten
2: Next one here. These two hours continue to fly by. This is everything I want out of wrestling. It's intense, fast, makes sense, and it's just fun to watch. And that is the big thing for me. Fun. It rewards me for watching. It doesn't mock my fandom. Keeps me invested in the characters and angles. It's a simple formula. It wasn't perfect, but still pretty good. The Lucha Bros versus Private Party was my match of the night, but they were all great. we got a to Jesse from The Six, who... Thank you, Jesse, for uh, tuning
0: into um, an Instagram live stream we, we I did with my friend Don, uh, Donovan today. He says, I only saw the second hour of Dynamite as I was watching TFC's glorious win over NYCFC to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. From what I gathered, the first hour was the better one. But even so, I very much enjoyed what I watched. Dynamite is not perfect, but the wrestling is good and the booking makes sense, which sadly is refreshing. I have no nostalgia for WCW, but I really like Shivani in this role, and I think many AEW wrestlers came off as superstars, even to LAPS fans. You know, like um, I don't know how much like Tony in on AEW reminds me at all of Tony from
2: Nitro. No, he's playing a totally very different different.
0: So you know, there role. might be a hint of nostalgia just for
2: hearing his voice, but he plays a very different role, and I would I would just say it's it's almost a totally different guy. Brian from Sacramento writes another great show. They are making me love wrestling again from top to bottom. The best wrestling on TV. My coworkers. I spoke of on my raw review invited me to a full gear pay-per-view party. From what I've been told, everyone at the get together will be under 30, except for me. I feel like this is a great sign for AEW and wrestling in general, being a married father of four kids, three of which are over 18 and out of the house. I used to ask them all the time. If anyone ever talked about wrestling at school and they always said, no, there has there has been talk of a wrestling boom for a while. I think it's really starting to happen. You know, there's an earlier uh,
0: um, uh, poster who who said he was getting desensitized to AEW and that by seeing all these like marquee matchups or good quality matchups on TV, it's not necessarily going to entice him to pay $50 to see it on pay-per-view. Do you see like any any
2: kind of validity maybe to that criticism? I don't think that it's, it's – Ultimately, I think they can't just be promising you great wrestling matches. You're going to have to have something like a story. Cody Jericho. That mm-hmm. they're. I think they're doing a really strong job building up to that as well. Um, and that you are going to have to have uh, big stories attached to them as well. But I, I don't think that this is going to desensitize people
0: they're in a position where they need to establish that they are a a wrestling promotion known for great wrestling matches and i think you have to do that on your biggest platform that you can the difference is of course for a pay-per-view that you get culminations and payoffs to storylines hopefully
2: and the goal is making your pay-per-views feel special something you don't want to miss yeah uh, uh, my turn
0: yes we go to the genius who says another great night of wrestling that absolutely flew by during the first match i became convinced someone in AEW listens to rewind a dynamite not only were all the tags taking place with one member of the team on the apron they almost always use the tag rope yes so <laughs> they yeah they did that. bring up the tag rope on commentary and its <laughs> primary function they fixed that this week seeing the time limits mean something was also refreshing not every match has to to have a winner but being able to
2: end it without a run-in was a nice change miles from chicago another week of great wrestling from aew highlight was the cody jericho segment as well as the main event i thought both tag matches were great and i'm interested to see who they crown between scu and the lucha bros both of these teams are connecting very well with the audience and have been high points for me. If I had to pick anything I'm not interested in, I would say Britt Baker. She's not doing anything objectively wrong, but just not connecting with me in the way that she's presented. Minor critiques for an otherwise consistently entertaining show, and he gives us an 8 out of 10.
0: Where do you kind of see Britt Baker's like position within the company? Like She's already challenged for the belt.
2: I think that she is going to be someone that they are going to build up uh, as one of their key baby face kind of pillars of their division. But I do understand that that critique that she to me is uh, still like you do see elements of her inexperience and not something that I would want to rush her into winning that title anytime soon as well. Yeah. It's and, and I think he, I, I do feel like, you know, some people think that she doesn't have any personality. I do think that she just comes across as. She comes across as likable in these videos. It's mm-hmm. not so much uh, in ring, but I think in some of these pieces, like, she's just got a very kind of, like, every person appeal to her.
0: Yeah, I, I also feel like she she comes across, I think, as, as a lead, you know, somebody you could see, you know, leading a, a promotion. But even though I would say her in ring isn't really there, um, I, I almost worry that it might be a little too much for her too soon, given the fact that maybe she does have, have some limitations. But I think she's good enough. But I, you know, she to me is like not somebody who will really reach her stride until she becomes a babyface for a while, and then the ultimate, the eventual heel turn. I think she's going to be one of those people who really finds herself at, after that.
2: I'm just picturing Isaac Yankum. <laughs>
0: We got a Danny from sunny San Diego. AEW feels so exciting compared to the other products right now. The opening tag matches were exciting to watch. And my only criticism is that the tag rule rules need to be more strictly enforced. But if we are comparing apples to oranges, apples to apples, it's clear that AEW is being treated as a much hotter product by the fan base. And it comes off well for live TV. I hope that main roster WWE is taking notes on how to treat their on-air
2: talent. And the last one is Brandon from Oshawa. This was the best episode of Dynamite yet. The the wrestling was amazing. The Cody Jericho angle was fantastic. Love the time limit draw. We need more promo time though. I would have liked to have had a promo for SCU and the Lucha Bros to hype up the final. There are so many other guys we need to hear from. These guys need to start getting over for other reasons than their ring their in-ring work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, four episodes in, that definitely is something that stands out.
2: All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for the feedback, as always. And I guess the time has arrived. Yeah. Do you want to save the uh, NXT talk for uh, the hangout? Um, we can talk about the the closing angle, because that's all I saw. Um, I haven't seen it yet. But I, Oh, you I, haven't seen it yet? I know what's happened. Um, Well, then let's talk about it on Thursday, then, once you've seen it, because it's more so uh, seeing how it was uh, executed. Uh, But go on over to Up Next with Brayden and Davey. They have a full rundown of Wednesday night's NXT episode and how the show ended. So we'll chat about that more on Thursday. But now it's time for our big contest, where we are going to be crowning the winner for our Rewind to Dynamite official theme song. We are going to select the best submission, and we have quite a few of them. I think this might be the most we've ever got for one of these styles of contests. Is that true? I, I, I don't know how many in that thread are all actual submissions. Not but, all of them. Uh, so it's still a lot that we got.
0: There are a lot, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we have just suffered an internet outage down um, in the post office, so I'm going to have to be doing this off of my um, data plan. So so please, oh so please, apologies if um, there are any cutouts. Hopefully there aren't. I do have LTE. 4G, um, so hopefully Freedom Mobile does not fail me. Uh, alrighty, well, uh, first of all, thank you everybody for uh, your entries. We gave you two weeks to create a, theme, a song for Rewind a Dynamite, which is uh, the name of this podcast that you're listening to, and one particular person was really um, eager and really on the ball. The, the moment we announced this contest, he already submitted something, and that was because Um, I guess he was just waiting for us to name the show and he had already a a song written up. So our very first entry comes from Callum. Callum, who says, hi guys, Callum from Manchester, UK here with my entry. As you alluded to when announcing the contest, I've been sitting on this for a while now. After having a suspicion you would do such a competition. I had the lyric and melody a few weeks ago few weeks back, and just needed you to confirm the title before finishing the recording. <laughs> you may remember my entries for previous contests being the ukulele guy for the Rewind to Raw competition. Oh, of course. And the Jimmy Eat World guy for Rewind to Smackdown. Hopefully you'll see I've taken a- on board the feedback I got from those. <laughs> I noticed the original works bit in the rules. I'm assuming the sample at the beginning can be deemed fair use given its clearly tongue-in-cheek nature. Otherwise, it can be removed if required. The first run-through with lyrics lasts 45 seconds, then... It has a second one, which is instrumental to allow for voiceovers, and etc. Okay. So, uh, we will play this very soon. Um, just trying to set this up. I really want to like record video for this as well. But I just... I don't know if anything's working today, uh, unfortunately, everybody. So, hopefully, uh, video works for this. If not... Um, Use your imaginations of, of, of what, what John and I might look like as we're talking about this. But here we go. Callum and his song. Because I'm D&D. I'm <laughs> they
1: felt some tweet. It got the attention of the elite. Not sorry, shut the star.
2: We started off with like a contender that was really damn good that sounds like something that i would like sounds really professional
0: like look at this bed too it's it works really great yeah welcome everybody like i it works already adding the bed
2: you just gained some
0: brownie points major production points wow uh excellent job Callum. and for those of you who might not not be able to make out the lyrics one day dave melcher sent a tweet it got the attention of the elite Long story short, there's now another show for John and Way to review right now. So let's go. I love the, the hook. I love the chorus. It's it's very catchy. Um what if we had named the show like Blast Away? <laughs> Blast away. Don't think it would have worked right as well. That that was definitely one of the big challenges I would say of this contest. Trying to fit rewind a dynamite into a song yeah it's not a great title for song Callum you did wonderful maybe like your best entry yet Um, so setting the bar very high yes. in this contest up next we go to Brent who says here's my humble submission I've been a fan of John and for many years some hip hop flavor here we go this is from Brent William check it out yeah
1: Straight from the front line, storm the shores another.
0: Why did we name the show this? <laughs> I think that this is the most satisfying part of the whole thing. It's just hearing people have it have to like say Rewind the name of the Dynamite. show might <laughs> just that, rolls off the tongue. You know that was really damn good too. Yeah. Uh, I'm already we're like covering all genres as well. I'm already kind of disappointed. We're only gonna, going to get to have to choose one, uh, but the lyrics here straight from the front line, storm, the shores another week gone by in the Wednesday night wars broken down by the minds. We like it's John Pollock and waiting rewind a dynamite broken down by the minds. We like from TNT to the post office. It's analyzed by the host with the most knowledge. Fuck, That's a complicated rhyme, man. You got away with it though, man. Great job, Brent. Um, like a real 90s hip-hop vibe i like that one i like it they're playing to uh the core okay so that was very good our hip-hop hip-hop submission thank you also for to both of you for. we
2: we might have to put out a rewinded dynamite like mixtape album yeah yes we can keep the we we got all the b-sides now god yeah uh everybody keeping to the
0: length of the of the everyone on fire so far yeah all right up next we go to hey guys this is jacob chestnut from birmingham alabama i hope you are doing well i started back watching wrestling about two years ago as my as at the time i oh said my god we found a fan that was created in two two years ago two years yeah there you go uh as at the time my seven-year-old son was getting into it i travel a decent amount and i'm am always looking for podcasts to kill time and stumbled upon post wrestling about a year ago i absolutely love listening to you guys and i always appreciate hearing from smart journalism and Actual interesting interviewers. Let me know if you need anything mixed differently for this submission, and I can't wait to hear all the. All awesome right, the songs. winner. <laughs> this is uh, again Jacob Chestnut. All right, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: If
2: you like go not <laughs> God, this sounds like the soundtrack for a Dwayne Johnson movie. Man, I am officially intimidated. I don't know we, who we're, we don't
0: deserve this. Like, we're just a, a wrestling podcast. Like, we don't deserve Okay, We're, this,
2: we're three for three so far. This these, amount of These talent. have been, like, really good
0: submissions so far. Yeah. And totally different ones. Listen, in the past for these contests, we may have exaggerated our enthusiasm for, for some of these entries. Oh, no. I was legitimately blown away. <laughs> like, we've had... Way as a high bar. Pretty bad entries
2: in the past. Three for three thus far. Can, can I just Quality. ask, did we get the requisite entry that is just someone wrote out the lyrics and it's not an audio file? because that seems to be always did one not get that, we that. Get. did okay. not get that because okay. usually that would always be someone that we got we, we there's nothing we can do with this so thank you we've got quality musicians here and that Damn. that
0: was like that was very good with bubbly in there as well yeah okay very good jacob uh we go to you know uh up next we have lawrence haber hey all lawrence haber from new jersey here I'm a professional bass player who gigs around the Tri-State area and have been listening to John and Way on my way to gigs for years. Love post-wrestling. Anyway, here's my entry into the contest, named after the musical style I was going for. Hope you like it. Wow. This is Lawrence Haber, who's entered some of our contests in the past.
1: After Wednesday night, you'll find the best insight. Blow up your phone, down no rewind to dynamite. Post-wrestling's Tony K and
0: P-E-T. Now let what they have to say. Whoa. Okay, what was the what, what what did he say? Um this song, that song is called Way Funky Wednesdays, by the way. Um after Wednesday night, you'll find the best insight. Blow up your phone, download Rewind a Dynamite. Post wrestling John and Way will discuss Tony K and
2: the <laughs> Elite. That guy certainly nailed the time too that was what 15 seconds yeah yeah actually less than that that was like yeah about.
1: about that's all
0: we need um yeah man i was like that was like if if we commissioned primus to do a a theme song for rewind a dynamo (laughs) damn you ruined my surprise (laughs) uh that was very cool very cool very different i would say from the rest part of the qualification i would say is what can we listen to every single week oh that's a big one for the duration of
2: be honest uh don't name it, but you have a front runner right now.
0: Yes. Okay. Let's keep going. We go to Chris from Melbourne next, who says, "With my with help from my amazing partner Dasha, who lent a hand, her other hand, and her voice to the form to form the tag team of Chris and Dasha from Melbourne." Uh, we designed. Okay, it's designed to fade out so you guys can talk over it. Okay, great. All right, so this one's from Chris and Dasha from Melbourne.
3: You're fighting spirit and your might Leap and take flight Sky high, luchasaurus high Scream, cheer, rejoice and sing Hear the blurring What will tonight show bring? Everyone is listening To Post Wrestling With John Pollock and waiting They've got the fuse If you've got the light Hit the switch on TNT And rewind the, the dynamite, dynamite.
2: Wow, man, this is like—I uh, got chills. We could, uh, we could have like a whole li- like jingles for for our shows coming out of this. I'm gonna be so like—I feel we should save all these. Of course, I mean, like we could, uh, there could always be a rotation because I'm, I'm getting very. Uh, You're right. There can be. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's oh, some really man. good stuff
0: here, man. But would that be like the equivalent of of saying like uh, a time limit draw? Yeah. <laughs> Well we'll announce a winner. I, We're gonna I, announce a winner. There must be a winner. But it's it's so it's gonna be so tough. Like I had a front runner, I don't know anymore.
2: Um Yeah, I don't. I'm just overwhelmed. That was so far so awesome. good. That was I really actually want to hear a bad one. I do too. And I'll be like, honest if it's a bad one.
0: Make this choice easy for yeah. us.
2: Like where's Garov? <laughs> <laughs> hey, was... do, do you know who uh met out? met up with cm punk on wednesday night one uh, ahmad bought yeah
0: unbelievable i love how he downplayed played it in his tweet too he's just like oh met one of my yeah. personal heroes and saw the movie phil phil you... was out in the theater tonight like for ahmad that was probably like meeting i don't know did you listen uh, to uh jeff merrick's interview with punk I did it's very good yeah we'll we'll get to that on thursday as well okay that was damn good chris and dasha from melbourne thank you so much great uh, great job all right, we go to Antler Beast, who had some trouble embedding this uh, SoundCloud link, but he figured it out. Antler Beast is actually Daniel Perry. Daniel oh. Perry of uh, the Rocky via picture Yes, Show he thing. was just on this past week, part of the British Invasion. You know, I didn't know he was a musician as well. So Daniel Perry from London here says, uh, the song is to give that more upbeat, catchy rock and roll track to I you. love it. To wake everyone up midway through the intense wrestling week that currently is. Oh, this is going to be great. With the Raw and SmackDown themes having that more catchy, mellower, poppy approach. I love them, by the way. I thought a a bit of a difference would be something that keeps the catch hooks but rocks it out a little anyway it's short to the point and has enough of a sound bed to fade out from here uh (laughs) inherited can i just
2: say i feel like we're back at the whiskey tasting where everyone is like telling us about what we're about to sample a great deal of thought has been put into
0: every single one of these things this is the palate cleanser i'm i'm so incredibly humbled by everybody's efforts already but this one comes from daniel perry let's hear it got that that vibe oh yeah yeah it's 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 really cool wow okay and he's got a plug here oh first of all the lyrics in case you might not be able to make it out light the fuse get close to the flame for john there's only one way mercury day ready to fight rewind a dynamite Wow. yeah man did he add poet to his business card uh a plug for for uh uh uh, uh, Daniel Perry here. You can check out his band if you desire at nsmusic.bandcamp.com. nsmusic.bandcamp.com. Thank you very much, Daniel, for the uh, entry. All right, we go to up next. Uh, okay, this person, Marty Marty McFry, says, "Okay, so I have my entry, but please bear with me while I'm successful." A lot of people having trouble posting this onto SoundCloud, but uh, okay, let me just try to. Dig into the link here. Marty McFry.
2: Marty McFry. Yep. Of all people.
1: Roll air pods in my ear John and Wayne Ting Who I wanna hear Monday's on Raw Friday Smackdown on Fox We're lost in between Cause their Patreon rocks It's Dynamite, dynamite. It's
3: Dynamite, <laughs>
1: it's dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> Now it's Wednesday night Maybe Thursday for you John's on the mic And Ting is too The TNT is in place And the fuse is lit It may look like Raw But the booking ain't shit It's Dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. It's dynamite. it's dynamite. If we want the dynamite, bitch.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Marty. Uh, exactly what we needed at, at this point in time. Yes. In this competition.
2: not winning, but man, was that one entertaining. Fuck, that was great. That was really fun. I enjoyed um, that a
0: lot, bitch.
2: <laughs> that was so good. Oh,
0: um, makes me want to rap. I could definitely listen to that for <laughs> weeks on end. <laughs> non-stop that was great i yeah wow okay thank you so much marty McFar. i hope everybody enjoyed that that a great deal of like talent to you hear that falsetto damn the, these headphones were made for that falsetto oh thank you so much okay uh wow we do have a lot of entries i told you we got a uh pascal from montreal who says you guys gave me the opportunity to combine two of my passions wrestling and playing harmonica so this is my <laughs> oh, no. so this is my attempt Okay, we go to load up this page here. All right, this comes from Heartbreak. Heartbreak, the name of this group. Oh, wow.
1: The lights inspired the actions Love the feuds and love the factions Dragon sweepers, mini-euros Frankensteins, run rhinos From the top road to the sky Oh my god, please don't die Shot and wait, hold the bell to hide Let's review our dynamite let dynamite Wow! <laughs> <weigh your>
2: <laughs> well, with the explosion at wow. the end, wow! I feel at the end like it's uh, it's like mind control or something. Like it's uh. There's some like embedded message in there. It was. It was John and Way are dynamite. Okay,
0: so this one this one calls for maybe some exposition, uh, explaining of the lyrics as well. (sighs) Okay, hit the lights and start the action. Love the feuds, love the factions. Dragon sleepers, Meteora, Frankenstein,er Hurricane Rana, from the top rope to the sky. Oh my god, please don't die. John and Way hold the belt high. Let's review a dynamite. John and Way are dynamite is what he says at the end. Uh great build up to uh the review of dynamite. Yes. Uh, the harmonica slipped in there for the end. John and Way hold the belt high. Let's re- Okay, wait. Oh my god, please don't die. Let's review a dynamite. That's very clever. I was expecting though Pascal. I would say a more face melting harmonica solo, I have to say. You know? Uh I I I was ready for it. I was ready for like just crazy harmonica there at the end.
2: Yeah, it was uh,
0: a a good entry. I wanted. I was ready for a whole harmonica like <laughs> song. No lyrics, just harmonica. Just harmonica. Yeah, it could have been our outro. Okay, uh, only a, a couple more here. We go to this gentleman by the name of bishop who says hello here's my submission i hope it gets your stamp of approval uh, oh see what you did there okay here we go
1: john paulick and waiting
2: like
0: here
1: we go it's wednesday night what's on your mind Sit, stop, rewind. we want to die in the mind with the host, that we trust the most if it happened on the show. It's all in the notes. Night your podcast, Saturday, six, Canada, Ontario, Toronto, the office. Oh. Yeah. You know how they do. John Away, bring the boom.
2: Man, this feels <laughs> like it would have been on uh, NBC on Saturday mornings. I would watch this show sure early 90s uh, yeah Uh, well not tjf but the the saturday morning Block. this would be right before hang time gotcha uh yeah there's that it also
0: like it sounds like the um like it reminds me of the uh the young bucks like new
2: theme song a little bit yeah 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 kind of got that feel um, remember Student Bodies? Did, did you watch Student Bodies? Yes, yes. Do you remember the original theme? And it was awful. It was student like, Bodies, Student Body, and then they what went for the a theme? totally different theme. That, that theme was a classic. What are you talking? About? I hated it. It was just like someone sounds nothing like. It stuff. felt like someone that was like getting like tortured, having to say Student Bodies. It was like, anyway. Uh, thank you very much. That was
0: Soul at Zero. Thank you very much, Bishop, for that entry. Okay, I think we have uh, our, our final one here because it's already getting so tough to pick one. But this one comes from Von Grappler who says, Here's a silly song that's as different as a show it was written about.
1: John and I sip Perhaps a vintage cowboy That's a wow. very catchy
0: tune. That was excellent. That would be very catchy. Thirty seconds. Oh. like I wanted more. You know, uh, like I, 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 like that's the uh, g- that's a great effect. Perfect. Yep. That was from Von Krappler. Who, Von
2: with a strong
0: final entry. Yeah. That was our last one. Uh, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody, man. Some great entries, everybody. Our best contest so far. I yeah. to Say uh, tremendous. Toughest uh, one so far. Yes. <laughs> okay. At this point, we're gonna have to narrow it down. Top three. Okay. Do you have a top three in, in your mind? I do. I do as well. So uh, amongst our top three, we will further call down maybe the results. Um, You name
2: your your first pick first. So am I going from number three up to number... Am I going in ascending well, order? Well, do you here? know who... Do you have a winner already? Because I, I, I
0: thought we would replay the, our, our top entries. Okay. First. Okay, well, my top three are yeah. the first three. Really? Okay, yes. so that would be Callum... That would be Brent, um, and then that would be Jacob from Jacob. Birmingham. Okay, my top three are Callum. I agree. With. Okay. You know what? I change. I'm sorry. Ooh. My indecisive. top three are. Jacob. Jacob. Okay. Jacob Chestnut. So we agree on that one. Um, Chris and Dasha from Melbourne. Okay. And the final entry here, uh Von Grappler. So we'll play all those. I think that's Okay. That's five. Five yep. total. Okay. First up, Callum. Okay. okay. Callum from Manchester. This is our first one. First one.
2: I know that's like Steve Austin singing.
1: I'm sorry, shut up let's show
2: It's the the, it's, it's the the little like bed. The bed is at right. the end. It's like the little, it gets you over the hump. It's like, really yeah, nice. that works. I would say if we pick this one, I would cut out ACDC at the beginning. Yes,
0: yes. We would. Yeah. Okay, so that was Callum. And then second choice here, Brent. Oh, man. YouTube. Oh, he hosted this one on YouTube. So we have to sit through this ad. Oh, okay. I got to hit. Okay, here we go. Oh wait a second.
2: Oh I hate YouTube. That's fine.
1: Check it out. Yeah. Straight from the front line, storm the shores another week gone by.
2: I like this one because I don't think there's anything that's more of a different tone than what I would have,
0: probably, Uh, that would best. This would never be on your iPad. This is not Cartoon Heroes. It's not, no. Okay. But I like it. You like it. Uh I like it a lot, too. And then the next one, this was Jacob. This is the one we both agreed on. This was one we both agreed on. So already I would say eh, somewhat of an advantage, but okay, let's hear it one more time. Yeah. We'll make our final
1: decisions after. (laughs) We want a dynamite for the most rests in sight you lighting up the fuse Sit back and enjoy the bubbly Cause we hear from John and Wayne James. Where we're going, we don't need roads And if the butt stops here, yeah, this thing might blow Everything you hear are opinions of the show And if you don't like it, go to the Forbes, let them know
2: dude like this is awesome like this sounds like if this didn't have my name in it i would just assume this is like a legit song or a commercial you No, know, forget post malone we got post wrestling malone
0: here. oh damn. man that that again is very good it makes me feel good
2: just like to hear it oh. so all okay. our insecurities are all um whittled away when we hear such God a damn. great
0: great how can i be negative about a wrestling show After listening to that, it's almost done.
2: I can manage. I can do. I can do both.
0: (laughs) Okay, our next, uh, uh, I would say, finalist here is Chris and Dasha from Melbourne. Let's listen to theirs one more time.
3: Stand up! It's time to fight. It's Wednesday night. Rewind the dynamite. Your fighting spirit and you might leap and take flight. Sky high, luchasaurus high. Scream, cheer, rejoice, and sing. Got the fuse. If you've got the light, hit the switch on TNT and rewind the dynamite.
0: So good, it's great. So good, it's really good. Her voice is great. I mean, it's just like such a poppy, catchy tune. um Excellent. It's really good. It's really good. Oh man, I don't know.
2: I don't have a clear-cut winner.
0: <laughs> Last one, Vaughn let's last one i want to listen to this one one more time okay. I, want, I want to listen to all of them one more time but this, just for the sake of this this particular contest i want to listen to von grappler
1: John and Wayne are lattes, perhaps a vintage cabinet.
0: You know it—it's it, so good. I would say like for the first maybe like I don't know eighty percent, but then you hit you hear the harmony in the hook and it just like nails it. Like it makes it really like it's the magic. It stands out. Okay,
2: do you can you whittle down your choices anymore? I can whittle mine down to one, but now I like your other two as well. <laughs> If that makes any sense. So, <laughs> tell tell, take us through the process. Like, what's, what's, what's on your mind right okay, now? Okay. So, a big factor with mine is I like how we re listen because then it's like the novelty is gone because yes. now we're re listening to it. Do I want to hear this again? Much less do we want to hear this every single week? Yes. So, that's, that's an, that's a part as well. Uh-huh. So, I'm kind of now my, I think I have my leading contender, but the, the other two that you added there, they're very good, very strong.
0: They're very strong. So, are you in agreement that, like, at least you are considering between right now the last three that we just played? Correct. Between Jacob, yes, uh, Chris, and Dasha, and
2: also Von, Von, uh, yes, Grappler. I am willing to give runner-up status to my first two picks. Yes, yes, absolutely. We gotta make hard choices here. Oh, this is tough. Man. This is like uh, the Bachelor.
0: Shall we listen one more time, or or is it kind of pointless? Where where are you leaning? I'm I'm kind of the same. I'm somewhat undecided. To me, they're all
2: they're all like very good um,
0: in their own ways. I
2: like, would make this democratic and leave it up to a vote, but I feel like we do uh, need to make we need to the give a result.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it, it, we, we do have like some votes here in the thread. A lot of people chiming in with with their what are their opinions. Well, because like Jacob entered his early, I would say um, he got a lot of he, su- got, he got a lot of support. Um, so. <sighs> God, I hate this. I hate this. I think...
2: If you put a gun to my head, which I hope you don't do, I can pick one. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, think, I think you can, know what I it think is. I can, too. I think I can, too. Um, I think we can. I think we have a winner. I'm going with Jacob. Yes. That is my pick. I'm going with Jacob as well. I think the fact that on immediate listen, John and I both both chose it... Uh, and and the fact that, you know, a, a lot of people on the board seem to feel that way as well. I think we can announce a winner, and that is Jacob Chestnut. Chestnut, with
2: his song, his Kraken Chestnut original,
1: which was. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting up the fuse. sit back and enjoy the bubbling. as we hear from John and Wayne Where we're going, we don't need roads, and if the butt stops here, this thing might blow. Everything you hear are opinions of the show, and if you don't like it, go to the Forbes, and I know.
2: Like it's a real song. Dude. Like it's a. And I I say that with like the uh, utmost respect. Like the, all the entries. Like this just sounds like it's, a it's great, way too good. It's a great, <laughs> like great way tune. Too like, like
0: people are going to be disappointed at the rest of the podcast after they hear the song. Like <laughs> a song like this. So, congratulations to Jacob Chestnut from Birmingham, very, Alabama. Very tight race. Um, and congratulations to everybody. I hope you can tell how difficult of a decision this was for John and I. Uh, and I think to show our appreciation for everybody i want to uh send everybody a gift we have oh. we have a number of uh, audio cassettes that uh, a lot of people have uh, received thus far from our uh ice cap a limited run of all these but we still have some left i'm going to send one to i'm gonna send you know what here's what i'll do i'll send a tape to everybody everybody who entered and then for the finalists that we just mentioned i will send a t-shirt as well and uh I guess for for and gee, the um,
2: rights to your
0: entries in perpetuity so <laughs> is what we take. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You guys maintain the rights to as like you know uh, what what's uh, you know uh, the identity crisis and also uh, Colby John do as well. Um, this is your music. If, you, if we don't use it, doesn't mean you can't use it for your own purposes for other other things. But uh, all of you guys, we will be sending something and. Uh, Thank you all so much for putting the
2: amount of effort in uh, that you did. Great entries from everybody. So thank you uh, very much. And congratulations to Jacob Chestnut. Yes. All right. Uh, It's been a lengthy show. So thank you to everyone for tuning in way and i are going to do it all over again thursday 3 p.m eastern time if you are a member of the post wrestling cafe you can watch and listen live you can also call in so lots of calls we'll be dedicating our time to on thursday we'll go through nwa power we'll chat about nxt uh other news we both heard that cm punk interview we'll talk about that and whatever the viewership figures are for week number four we're going to go through all that stuff so tune into the cafe hangout thursday 3 p.m eastern time I want to close this out with a song
0: because we we are probably going to hear Jacob Chestnut's song for a long, long time. Do you have another request one more time out of any of these entries?
2: To go out with, uh, I'll pick um, Chris and Dasha. Chris and Dasha.
0: Deserves to be heard one more time. So here we go. Chris and Dasha from Melbourne with their entry, if I can find it, (laughs) and I can right now. Thank you, guys. See you guys soon.
3: Your fighting spirit and you might, leap and take flight. Sky high, Luchasaurus high, scream, cheer, rejoice, and sing. Hear the blurring, what a will tonight show bring. Everyone is listening to Post Wrestling with John Pollock and waiting. They've got the fuse, if you've got the light. Hit the switch on TNT and rewind the dynamite.